0: How's it going, everybody? Good. Hi, Noah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're all laughing because hey. um, this building is having, I guess, some construction going on upstairs. So we've tried to start this podcast like, I think this is attempt number three. Mm-hmm. without. So you might hear like yep. a saw in the background for some reason. Um,
2: there, but to let you know, there is going to be a new apartment building opening up uh, <laughs> in <laughs> North Hollywood. Um, looks to completion probably sometime late fall. So it'll probably be ready to move in 2016. So, yeah, it sounds oh, so like they're look really at working. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they're not even paying us for this endorsement.
0: All right, let's go around the table and it's, who do we have on the show? Uh, back again, y'all! Back, you, back, you. back again. It is Chris Finbrez. Uh Thanks for having me. It's been a while, my man. Uh, Trevor Reese here from
2: Le- uh, Let's Talk Comics. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I call uh, it. the Trevor no. Reese Comic Book Podcast. Also on Ozzy Cub.
3: and Amy Cordova. Great to be back.
1: Awesome, and uh, of course I am Noah Kinsey. So let's
0: uh, let's see. Have we seen any movies lately? Yeah. I wanna talk about something. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um I had recently got a, a raw bootleg footage cut of Eric Jeanroche's The Spoils Before Dying. Oh. And it is uh Well s- we're
2: talking about Movies based on books uh, that really kind of changed the landmark of cinema. And this mm-hmm. is one of those. Okay. Eric John Roche's The Spoils Before Dying. When it come, like, 59, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the late 50s uh, is a different time. You might remember his uh,
2: cult classic, The Spoils of Babylon. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. That was um, another one of his. This is definitely, off, obviously, um, a change from that. That's more of an epic kind of like... Steinbeck mm-hmm. type story, and this is more like Kip cat Jazz. It's mm-hmm. a jam sesh. Mm-hmm. How is it so far?
0: Uh, I saw the whole thing, yeah, and my great. life will never be the same ever again. Wow. You know? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's super good. Mm-hmm.
3: What makes it so good?
0: Booze and Pills.
3: Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's all you needed to say to me. Yeah. You know, that's
2: all you ever need.
3: You had me at Booze and Pills.
2: Just a lot that's of strong it. performances, strong writing. Uh, Eric John mm-hmm. Rush is obviously a very skilled. Yeah. director um and yeah it just it, yeah it is definitely a very moving piece it's about the one we saw is probably just shy of about three hours total um but super good awesome mm-hmm.
1: good nice
2: yeah also also <laughs> i'm waiting for
1: man yes, yes. what do we think
0: uh, I thought it was amazing. Mm, um, it really was. I, I didn't think it was like other Marvel movies or not even Marvel movies, just like the superhero type movie mm-hmm. where it had to be bang, bang, bang the whole time. I think it really took its time finding what movie it was going to be um, and had a really big payoff at the end. Uh, it was funny. Like I said, I went and seen it with my nephew and we laughed the entire time. It was an awesome movie. Yeah, I
1: loved it because it knew what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, I, I felt like it was just very self-aware and wasn't, I, th- I feel like some movies feel like they're trying to prove a point. And I feel like this one could have fallen into that where it's like, no, 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 it's not a stupid Ant-Man. Like, it's it's good, we promise. Mm-hmm. And instead, this one's like, look, there's some ridiculous moments so we're going to address them. And that was great. And I like, kind of like how Captain America Winter Soldier was, besides a superhero movie, it was like a... Political political thriller. thriller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one was like a heist movie. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. It yeah, was, no, it was awesome. And that, and if anyone's listening, haven't haven't seen it yet, stay till the very very end because that last
2: mid and end credit, that end credit
1: scene was amazing.
2: Okay. Well, it's just like dailies. They were saying it's just straight up footage from taken from Cap, from Cap Three. Cap oh 3, yeah, from Civil oh, wow. War. Okay. Yeah, so it's like not even it's not even like a like a typical Marvel right. like mm-hmm. post credit thing. It's just straight up footage. That's cool. Of it. Yeah. It looks nice. super cool, super like dark and moody. It definitely looks like that Cap Civil War is gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That made me excited about it. what
1: about you, Trev?
2: Um well I also saw Ant-Man. That was super good. Um and I saw Inside Out. Um what did you think? That movie is wonderful. Yeah. It's super good. Um there's a lot of um a lot of really cool stuff in it. Um just like in terms of like how they present stuff, how they uh, kind of tackle the ideas of like Emotion, because um, obviously Pixar wants to yeah. anthropomorphize every single thing in a child's life. So now I, like, have emotions about my emotions. But it's just, yeah, I thought everybody was perfectly cast and really, um, as much, it, like, Amy Poehler's the headliner and she's, like, the one front and center in all of the, all of the, um, like, pub, um, all the marketing and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's really about uh, Sadness, mm-hmm. um, who is voiced by Phyllis Smith from The Office. She oh, okay. Cool. Oh. Um, yeah, great cast. It's uh, Amy Polar, Phyllis Smith, um, Mindy Kaling, Bill Hader, and Lewis Black. They're like the, the emotions. Great. And let then, me guess Lewis Black was happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was really cool, actually, like with that, like. Um, well, like they, it was just like it was cool to kind of see Lewis Black play anger because that's what he's known for. Yeah. But then he's the anger of an 11 year old girl mm-hmm. and just oh, sort of okay. like seeing him play that way. Like he played very honest and very Lewis Black, but it was still like he had the mental capacity of like an 11 year old girl. Mm-hmm. And so it was really funny like, So there's a lot of moments um, because little spoiler the, the basically the, the travel is between happy um, with joy and sadness. Like they are the ones kind of off on the adventure and then uh disgust, fear, and anger, which is Mindy Kaling, Bill Hader, and Lewis Black, they kind of all hang behind and none of them are like capable of running the ship. Mm. And so kind of seeing their mixing around and kind of seeing them act like um like eleven-year-olds is really fun. And that's al- cool. Also, the the short before was beautiful. It's called uh lava, and it's just like a um it's it's entirely a song. There's no like spoken dialogue. It's just a song, um, and it's done like a um, like just kind of like Hawaiian folk, like kind of like that old school, uh-huh. like mm-hmm. um, yeah, the guy who does um, over the rainbow. Uh-huh. I forget it. I forget his name. Um, but yeah, it's, it's super good. Super like that was just as moving as Inside Out. And so yeah, it, um, Inside Out was super good.
1: Yeah, I really like the shorts that Pixar does, mm-hmm. or in Disney. Yeah. They, I'm, I'm not sure if it was Pixar. I think it was Disney who did the um, Feast short with the dog. And, like, the dog that's with the ma- – have, have, have none of us have seen this. The dog who has, like, a, a guy owner, and it kind of goes through just the the guy falls in love with, with a woman okay. and everything like that. And then they kind of break up. So, But, like, it's all through the eyes of this dog mm-hmm. who's just loving getting people food. And it's just the cool. it won the Oscar last year for Best oh, wow. Animated Short, and it's just so good. Mm-hmm. I think they're really smart with that. And I saw something funny online when it came to the Inside Out, and it was showing, like, the years that each of Pixar's movies came out. And it's like Pixar's thinking, where it's like, what if toys had feelings? What if cars had feelings? Mm-hmm. What if and then for this one it's like what if feelings have feelings? <laughs> I thought that was pretty fun. Well, the next
2: one's going to be what if dinosaurs have feelings? Yeah. The good dinosaur. That looks cool. Uh, it's a simple premise. Like, well, what, the, the, if, what in if the, the trailer, not show up
1: dog base or the the um dinosaur. I feel like just falls down a lot in the trailer, so it makes me very anxious for the movie.
2: Eh, it's just but, a setup for it. Yeah, I
1: have I have faith in Pixar. And you also have really to, good.
2: You have to figure out a new way to do the Brontosaurus, um, with. When you got The Line Before Time and you have Littlefoot. Mm-hmm. He's an iconic cardio. Yes. Mm-hmm. Littlefoot's. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Littlefoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, that looks good. I mean, also, like, with the exception of everybody being able to call that Cars 2 was awful. Um, but that it, was
1: for merchandising. The reason no, I know. Did cars is strictly but, for merchandising.
2: But it's also like. Yeah. I, you have faith in all these. Big like Star mm-hmm. definitely has earned our yeah. faith, and so it's going to be really interesting to see that play out.
1: What's crazy mm-hmm. with The Good Dinosaurs, they threw out all the voice actors and, and except for one, and they've re-recorded everybody else's voice with different actors. I think oh, that's nuts. Hmm. Amy?
3: I binge-watched uh, a television show called Mr. Robot. Have you guys seen it? It's on I USA. I want to check it out. I've
1: heard good yeah, things. I know. It's on
3: every bus and billboard mm-hmm. and <laughs> – yeah, it's really, really good. Um, the premise is that there's this socially awkward uh, computer programmer. That's I unique. know, shock. Mm-hmm. Um, who He's a genius, and he works for a cybersecurity firm. And he has this uh, just debilitating social anxiety and um, is really very um, – he has – taken to um, self-medicating by snorting morphine and stuff like that. Naturally. And, yeah. yeah, of course. And so he has this, like, really paranoid inner monologue that kind of um, takes you through his feelings and everything that's going on in, in the background and in his mind and how he perceives things. But it's really, really interesting because it it's, it's such a dark show, and it's so interesting, and it kind of – it's like a, a deeper look at a character, but it the character is such an intense guy, you know, for somebody who doesn't like to be touched. He doesn't like anybody looking at him. He always has the hoodie on. He always looks pale as hell because, he's, you know, always high and either that or always, you know, detoxing or, you know, coming down, but. It's um set to the background music of Beethoven's 7th Allegretto, which is like a really really haunting, it kind of stays with you. It's really really interesting um how they incorporated it and I, I just really I like it so much. It becomes uh recruited by a hacker uh anarchist,
1: Christian Slater. Christian Slater's character. Oh, yeah.
3: He is so good. Mm. He's so good. And you know, like he's about to – you feel like all the time it's leading up to he's about to go off. He's about to get violent. He's about to get creepy and weird. And he just does not and he reigns it back. But everything is – all of his expressions are worn on his face and it's just so interesting. I really recommend it. I'm on the fifth episode.
1: And they they already renewed so, it for a second season. Yeah,
3: based on the the, you know – the ratings the critics mm-hmm. loved it the ratings people loved it rotten tomatoes i think they gave it 97% so it's pretty highly yeah, recommended I'm definitely yeah check that out. yeah I do it's it's really interesting you know awesome yeah it's not your typical tv show for mm-hmm. sure that's what i like about it yeah
1: it looked really good yeah. i saw it, some trailers for it looked really good yeah very cool well i finally saw the kingsman
3: yeah. So good. <laughs> Holy crap. I told it's so you. good. You I talk, did. Yay. Talked about it the
2: last time I was here. Yeah. Super good. Oh my
1: gosh. It's so, so awesome. It's so yeah. good. And it's it's nice that it's a fun spy movie. Because mm-hmm. I love Casino Royale. I think that that's a great movie. But the other Bond movies with Daniel Craig have been so bleak. And that's just not, I mean, that's yeah. just not my the, type of. The movie. last James Bond movie so was bleak. so,
3: yeah, it was really bleak. I was like, wow, they just destroyed my favorite city. I love London.
1: Yeah. Have you seen
3: the trailer for Spectre? Mm -mm. Okay. That's pretty good.
1: good. Looks good. Right. Cool. Yeah. That's Sam Mendes' final Bond, too. Mm-hmm. He's done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is he? Mm-hmm. Well, he was just going to oh, do wow. Skyfall and then yeah. they roped him back in. Yeah. So.
3: Okay.
2: Never say never.
1: No, exactly. Ah. When money's on the line. Yeah, really? <laughs> but, yeah, I loved Kingsman. I thought it was funny. It was another movie that knows what it is and knows what it's trying to do, and I think it was awesome. And, of course, I saw Ant-Man. That was amazing. Um, And I'll just kind of quick, just do. We're going to do an abridged version of like the weekly news because it's been a while. So basically, just bringing us up to speed. Mm -hmm. uh, Since last we spoke, Jurassic World has climbed to the number three movie of all time.
0: Of all time, of all time, just
1: Mm -hmm. past the first Avengers.
0: And they just announced today that the 2018 2018 for the sequel, sequel, yeah, for
1: Jurassic World two, and Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, I'm assuming her heels and Chris Pratt have all signed for the next movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it'll it'll. Women can run in heels, right, Amy? In mud, right? (laughs) So I thought that was interesting. (laughs) Also, buy heels. Also, I want to speak on behalf of Ant Man and what I've read. A lot of distinguished publications saying about its its first weekend. I want to kind of clear the air because I think some are missing the point. So it opened to $58 million for the first weekend, which falls about 11% under what uh, Thor and the first Captain America did. Both the first Thor and both Captain America. Mm -hmm. And... Basically, some websites, I'm not going to name who they are, but they're the, probably the ones that people read, are like, are, are kind of calling it a minor disappointment, even though it debuted mm. number one. And it's, I think, um, Marvel's 12th um, number one opening. Um, but it's not <laughs> at all. So you have a cinema score of people leaving, giving it an A, which once again, we talked about that in past podcasts where that's kind of people's expectations. Right. So word of mouth is going to be great. Second off, that's that highest opening for a Paul Rudd starring film third off that's the highest opening for Michael Douglas starring film fourth off they were dealing with a lot of negative backlash when fan favorite Edgar Wright left the project Mm -hmm. so that was three years of you know white knuckling tension at Marvel Mm -hmm. it's it is a success I mean oh fifth off it's a third tier superhero for Marvel yeah it is something that was going to be a hard sell anyway but the, lately, like the marketing they did leading up to it, that's been awesome with the yeah, posters where it's like, yeah. he's on Iron Man's shoulder and <laughs> a lot of that stuff. It was just, they're really smart about it. And they didn't go balls to the wall when it came to the marketing like they did for Ventures 2 because, yeah. you know, they, they knew it was kind of a hard sell. Um, and they kind of, I feel that their expectations were pretty set very smartly. They've been very smart about this. And mm-hmm. I think that the way that they did it was excellent. and. There's no way that they're disappointed at Marvel about this. There's no way. Mm-hmm. Because what was so what? That it didn't do as well as the other Marvel movies. This one, they're going yeah. more and more obscure. We're going to have Inhumans in 2019. Doctor
0: Strange coming up. Doctor yeah. Strange. Yeah. But
1: even he, he's like a bigger character than Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little bit hard sell when it comes to the mystical side. But I got faith in him. You know? So I just, I think it was a little frustrating reading that. When it's like, no, no, no. Because studios look at the stars and see mm-hmm. what they have done in the past. So they kind of gauge what's to be expected.
2: But it's also, I mean, it's a little fatigue. It's a little like, yeah. I mean, it's got to also be just like, oh, look, it's declining because Avengers 2 didn't do as well as people thought. Like right. It was very successful, but it and I don't know how realistic people were thinking about it being able to get to the heights of Jurassic world
1: mm-hmm. or this, even um, the first one, or even the first Because you had the novelty of the first Avengers. Cause it's like, how is this yeah. going to work out? Yeah. And
2: now they already knew going into the second one. And so, yeah, and I think formula. it's, well, I think it's a lot of people just feeling like, Oh, well this is like the one, two punch of the summer Marvel, like sidestep, but really, yeah, I think Mm-mm. you're right with that. Um, but also it kind of, I think it'll give Marvel a little bit more confidence in their lower tier yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Not everything's yeah. the Avengers and now, or even like, Captain America, like Captain America and like Iron Man have like risen up and Guardians performed really well. And mm-hmm. so they kind of need to have those, they need to sort of refigure their smaller films mm-hmm. and then eventually grow. Like, that's what they've been doing is growing smaller films into bigger ones. Yeah. And like kind of seeing like the first five and how they grew into the Avengers and how successful that was, how like successful the successive Iron mens were, how successful Captain America was. Um, I think Thor is probably the only one that hasn't had huge right. jumps, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think they kind of need to restock their small pile mm-hmm. because all the stuff. If everything's getting to be hundred, like like a billion dollar revenue, then the, that's going to take one bad step to really, yeah, like derail them. Yeah, and so yeah,
3: I don't know. I think that Marvel has an amazing PR department. I think they have the formula down, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Ant Man. I mean, are you th- you're familiar with the comics, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was a deeply disturbed kind of weird guy. His marriage was on the rocks. How well did it stick to that um, storyline? Well, well,
1: it immediately went to the second Ant Man.
2: Yeah. So oh. there are two Ant Men. Well, really, there's a third, mm-hmm. but we won't really let's yeah, include him. <laughs> well, no, Eric, Eric O'Grady was a pretty good character. He just doesn't fit into anything. Yeah. Um, and actually, just to give him some credence, his like villain in his run because. Eric grady was the third ant-man and he had um like a 13 12 or 13 issue run written by robert kirkman before he like okay, got big right. with the walking dead. irredeemable yeah, walking dead. the guy who's the main villain who's not darren cross that hydra guy is his villain is oh Eric oh okay. that older guy yeah they, they share the same name um and also like just just yeah. show how big a fan i am i like had to have that revealed to me in an article about ant-man like i did not <laughs> realize i'm like the whole time i watched it, I'm like who the hell is that guy like what does he have yeah. anything to do Um, but yeah, so, uh, they, with, in terms of Ant-Man, like they kind of did stick pretty true to it Mm because like the Scott Lang thing, the big change that they changed with that with his origin, um, was the fact that, um, his heart, his daughter has a heart condition in the comics. She did. And that's Mm -hmm. what helped motivate him to do this. Like he, he also needed the money. Yeah. Well, I think he also knew he was stealing the Ant-Man tech. Like I, think because, yeah, I think I, I think that, he yeah. knew what he was getting into because of his daughter's heart condition. Right. And so removing that, it, now he stumbles into it. But other than that, like it's pretty much pretty faithful. And then Hank Pym is a douchebag in the film, kind of like un, underneath. Like he's an old man, he's, yeah, but he's mm-hmm. clearly – I don't think they're shying away from it. I think they're just sort of not talking about it. He's just stubborn.
3: Mm -hmm. I mean, the
2: the first scene showed how stubborn
1: he was and how when he makes up his mind about something, it's over.
3: Unyielding.
1: But it's also
2: like, I mean, Marvel never... I mean, as much as they want to get into this, they didn't really deal with like iron man's alcoholism mm-hmm. mm. and so he it started... didn't beat janet in the movie <laughs> that what you want is to...
0: that what you're getting she was at?
2: in 20 seconds of the film <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think they're gonna get i don't know how well they're gonna do it i think it's gonna be more strained and everything i don't think he's gonna be as villainous a character because he's pretty dark he's you could see him being a character who could go bad in the comics yeah because
0: mm-hmm. he even says to the uh, darren cross the main villain in the movie um I saw a lot of myself in you. Well, why'd you stop? Because I saw too much of myself yeah. in you. And then he was an asshole guy anyways, right? From yeah. across. So. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah.
1: I'm glad that we all agree on that. Because I do. I do. I think it's unfair to
0: yeah, it to is.
1: grade the box office of Ant-Man with the Avengers or even like the first yeah, group of them. It's, just, it's
3: not even on the same
1: no, I Plain. I have no doubt that Marvel's super stoked with how it's on. The fact that it has an A cinema score, mm-hmm. I mean that's it's word of huge. mouth is gonna Absolutely. help carry that. Mm-hmm. So anywho. So yeah. yeah. Uh let's see. So let's let's just jump right into the graduate. Get it. Let's do it. Let's jump into it to the nineteen sixty seven Dustin Hoffman <sighs> debuting masterpiece was or not. His, no. was,
2: it was his debut?
1: Yeah, it was like his first big. He was sort of. I mean, that was, this is the thing that put him on the map. Yeah, yeah, yeah He'd I knew, done knew that. Broadway but I do no, Yeah, yeah, just, like yeah. So let's let's go around once again. We'll get into it a little bit more, but just really quickly, what did we think? And if we had to rename it, what would we rename it?
0: Um, saw it, loved it. I don't know if there's a time where I watched this movie where I wasn't enjoying myself. Um, and to go a little bit. Maybe obvious for the uh title it would be Mrs. Robinson,
3: wow, oh.
4: because it's said
0: so many times yes. like, well, Mrs. Robinson, you know he, I don't think he even calls her anything else um and I'm just saying it kind of gives me a little bit of tingvies inside, <laughs> so yeah, I'd go Mrs. Robinson, great movie,
2: funny, good story, awesome mm-hmm. soundtrack um, I um I would call it Simon and Garfunkel's demo reel, <laughs> <laughs> um, like their demo tape. Uh, no, I loved it. It's super good. Um, I thought it was well done, well written, well acted, well directed. Like, it's it's rare that you kind of see something that is, like, everybody's sort of firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to understand, like, where the hype of this film comes from, Um and yeah, I would. I would probably yeah. Um, Mrs. Robinson, I guess is like I, I see that, but it just gets sort of like, like fucking around summer or something like that. That's what I feel <laughs> like it should be called. <laughs> um, you know, it's got a couple of meanings, um, or or else like Catcher in the Rye, post grad or something like that.
3: Jeez, <laughs> oh, wow, Amy, I loved it. Loved it so much. I think that it, it's just a brilliant movie. It's so much fun. It's edgy, and I'm sure for the '60s, it was really, really edgy. Um, I think I would rename it Ben and the Robinsons. I don't know. He
2: definitely did have right time with all of those wonderful yes. people. I called it keeping it in the family. There you go.
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was so smartly oh, family done. Family
2: matters.
1: <laughs> so I yes, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I mean I think it's definitely a classic and watching it you can tell why it's still considered a classic for its time and everything. If I had to rename it, and once again we'll get into it a little bit more, but I would rename it the sociopath. <laughs> and okay. Yes, we will talk about regarding that. Benjamin or Mr. Robinson. Indeed. Oh, we'll 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 get into it.
3: Okay.
2: So all right, so everyone's like, "What?
3: <laughs> all right, oh. so, all right." Let's for,
2: see this guy for, talking about. So, first topic I like to discuss is the title you gave it, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, no, I agree with you. I I to- like I don't know about sociopath, but I just like I'm not lying when I say like post grad catcher in the ride, because this guy yes. is clearly like a Holden Caulfield yeah. like type character <laughs> yeah. to the point. But it's also like with that like the Holden Caulfield thing, like he has this existential thing, and he's like. I want my life to be different. (laughs) And, um, but he just doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Like, that's what it comes Mm -hmm. down to is he, he has these desires of wanting to live this life that is different when he really doesn't even know what different looks like. And he doesn't, and he's, he's been out of school for, like, A couple of weeks and mm. just has this whole existential meltdown crisis. Mm-hmm. But doesn't it start pretty much right after he gets back? Basically, yeah. Basically, and it lasts yeah. a co- like
1: it lasts through the fall, basically. Like, well, I yeah, I feel like that's how long this the whole movie takes place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I,
2: yeah, I'm saying like he just graduated and it's like, yeah, I mean, maybe it's different in the 60s where it's kind of like you can kind of tell like when his dad, when Mr. Feeney's talking to him,
1: <laughs> yes, um, Mr.
2: Feeney <laughs> or Kit, depending on what you um, grew up with. But it, he's like saying, like, you've been like, like it's it's fine for a yeah. man to, to mm. take some stock after graduation, but um, you got it. Like, it's been a couple of weeks. Like, yeah. why well, are Yeah. For
3: two weeks. Well, yeah. And well, even ridiculous. when they
2: had the party, like when he first gets there,
0: what do you What do? Yeah. What do you do? One word plastics. plastics.
3: Right. <laughs> you know what? My, my mom. I'd be like, can you
0: t-
1: say yeah, more words? Exactly. On nope. okay. the <laughs> You
3: know what? My mom saw this movie in the theater, and she said that back in the day, she said that was like the funniest line ever. Like everyone always said it. Plastics. One word, plastic. Oh, yeah. oh, I was
2: reading. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's listed in the trivia you're saying, but that's like a quote.
3: Yeah. It's like one exactly. of the like AFs.
2: Like AFs. Uh, AF's AFIs. like
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. Quotes. I did like, not know that.
2: And very high too. One word, <laughs> Plastics.
3: It's funny now because we thought he was going to say something profound or prolific, and he's plastics or like, anything I was like, okay, that isn't thank vague. You. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. But it's, all, it's like, like what the? <laughs> it's like career. If you want to make money, yeah, that's where exactly. it is. Plastics, it's about to blow <laughs> up. Get in that. You're a young it, it, kid, it. get your career started with that. They're plastics.
0: doing this thing called water bottles. I think <laughs> you're gonna want to yeah, get in on the yeah,
2: ground. People ever. are actually paying for water, it's crazy. <laughs> it comes out of your
1: tab, and be like, Nope, I'd rather pay for it. Oh my so, God. actually, I think one of the besides that, that's amazing, but one of my favorite moments of dialogue that I think just encompasses the whole movie is when he's on when he's um in the pool and his dad's mm-hmm. like, Ben, what are you doing? And Ben's like, just drifting. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's that's the movie. Everything I mean, had
3: a point. Everything had a point.
2: Oh, did you? Okay. So let's start right at the beginning with like stuff that was um like imagery and like how about that s- first shot where he's just staring into nothing. Mm-hmm. Well yeah, there's that, yeah. but did you guys catch when he's at baggage claim? And just as he's about to get his suitcase, yeah. it passes a sign that it's talking about like making sure you mat like you get the correct like tag mm-hmm. yeah. with your luggage. And it's just says, do they match?
3: Yeah. And it's just yeah. like,
2: holy crap, like that's Everything. the whole yeah. thing right there, just wrapped mm-hmm. up right at baggage claim. Like, do they match? That's mm-hmm. the whole question of the film. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I think uh Nichols as director and then uh, Buck mm-hmm. Henry and whoever yeah. is, uh Calder Willingham, uh, they have like a great mm-hmm. screenplay, and I think all of them really understood what this film was about um and just um really went for it yeah absolutely, absolutely. um I, I even
1: have that down one word plastics um <laughs> so yeah i mean just like like at the very beginning it just establishes with him just staring even before that part which i didn't even catch so that's awesome but um it just it just establishes him as being disconnected
0: or lost Our or just, uh, descent into Los Angeles. Like that's one of the first <laughs> yeah. things you hear and it's when you, him and his blank face. So mm-hmm. you kind of get a feeling of like where his head's at. Yeah.
3: Exactly.
1: Yeah, I thought that, that was that was awesome. And I've experienced this and I'm sure a lot of people who go away to college in a different area and come back to see about family is I mean, like I know it's that party. All of the people at the party were his parents' friends. Yeah, yeah. It was for him, but yeah. it was his parents' friends. Wow. No, age. he's not going to want to be there. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me, um, my parents changed churches um, my senior of high school. And it's the church my dad used to be a pastor for, but when he stopped being a pastor in that denomination, they don't want you to stay at that church, obviously, mm. as a member, because then you're always going to be, someone's going to come up and be like, what do you think of the new pastor? <laughs> so I went to a different church. But by senior year, they went back as members of the church. And like every once in a while, I would go with them um, before I went to college and allegedly became a heathen because I stopped going to church. Um, (laughs) I would go there and people would come and talk to me as if they knew me. Because yeah. my parents talked about me and people from the church? People from the church. No, just random like <laughs> strangers from outside. No. Um, <laughs> but but they would just come up as if they knew me because yeah. my parents kept them up to date, but I don't know them. And it's just that really awkward feeling of like, you know a lot about me, but I don't know you at all, yeah. but you wanna talk. But it's so awkward. So that scene really You should have slept with one nailed of them. it. I mean I did, <laughs> did but you? the initial yeah. part was awkward. That really yeah. helped break the ice, I found. Yeah. What was his name? <laughs> oh, I love that joke.
3: Oh, it's the gift that keeps on giving.
1: <laughs> Indeed. So so I so that part really spoke to me, and especially
2: with you know, all of them asking, what's next? What are you doing now? What yeah. now? So like, and the camera's like so tight on him through the yeah. whole yeah. experience. Like you're like the whole first like 10 minutes or so of it is just using the camera to establish his point of view. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it's just so cramped. And, like, the cool cut from when um, hi, him and his dad are talking, like, that's framed so, like, it yeah. was not a clean, cleanly done shot. Mm-hmm. Like, um, William Daniels is just, like, kind of crowding him. And then his mom comes in, steps in front of the camera, and then they use that yeah. as, like, a cut point to, like, get him, like, up and active. And he's just, it's just so claustrophobic. And you just feel as these people are asking him mm-hmm. questions as mm-hmm. a viewer, you're just feeling like, I just feel trapped and lost just with him because of how the, the camera
3: techniques they used. Did you guys see the publicity stills for The Graduate Hmm. on IMDb or Mm -hmm. on, you know, Google them or anything? They were pretty interesting. I mean, they were, they would be having these, you know, like you said, really tight shots and just out of frame, but not, not even, you know, two feet away from the actors was Mike Nichols and the cinematographer. So really, really tight shots.
1: (laughs) That's cool. I think that really adds to the feel for the film.
3: It definitely does, but also, I mean, they were really in character. It's pretty amazing. Yeah.
1: And I'm looking at Chris's copy of The Graduate, and I actually do not like the cover of Mm-mm. it because— I don't either. It's, it, I, I like the known shot where it's from under, like, her leg or whatever, <laughs> Yeah, and he's looking scared yeah. because that's perfect for the movie. This yeah. kind of makes it feel like it's Porky's Three <laughs> no, I don't really it's just like a leg are we
0: going to review Porky's anytime? <laughs>
2: probably <laughs> not I don't movie. I don't foresee that being on AFI's Porky's. list a double feature of uh, Porky's and Meatballs <laughs> oh Lord <laughs> that's
1: awesome um, oh so I, I, Simon and Garfunkel definitely were synonymous with this film mm-hmm. oh yeah I mean it was
2: their soundtrack what, what's crazy is sure. like um, they like people do not talk during their whenever Simon and Garfunkel are on, like oh? it's entirely, yeah, mm. it's just okay. silent. I mean, if there may be like that, might not be like 100% true, <laughs> but like, like there might be like a little bit in dialogue here and there, but it's like basically just
1: well, it was really good video. for like the transitions between yeah. like one scene or one thought to
2: another. Yeah, well, so. the whole Berkeley scene, I have a. right when here he's driving looking. over there.
3: I'm yeah, well, looking like, at Chris, everything. I think he's gonna start singing.
2: He looks like no, I did. I almost started. Like he's going All right. To. So I you have that
1: same look in your eyes you did when we were talking about <laughs> nine to five.
2: Okay. <laughs> the fucking kill me look. <laughs> but it's like that song is used four times yes. over 10 minutes like oh, i tracked off yeah. when the, all the songs and it's just like Hello, the and smile, not even that song the the scarborough fair one oh. like that one is just like
3: <laughs> how did it go that was
2: angelic that was <laughs> 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 um yeah it's just like so crazy like they like really sell the film and i was reading like that they used them initially, like, for cues. Like, they were going to have him do other songs, and then they just sort of mm-hmm. kept him in, and it's just... Yeah, because multiple songs were played multiple times, which I found kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Usually it's one and done these mm-hmm. days.
0: No. no, these songs worked for this movie. Oh, though. totally. Yeah. Yeah. Every Absolutely. single one of them. I love the the whole feel that it created with mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. That was awesome.
2: For sure. Well, because, yeah, like, I mean...
0: Kind of had it, that melancholy
1: feel mm-hmm. that the movie has. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And the only one that's, like... Jaunty in any way is Mrs. Robinson. Like, Sound of Silence and mm. Scarborough Fair are very slow, me- methodical songs. And April, Come She Will is just very sweet and pleasant. But it's not really, like, jaunty or anything mm. like that. And then, like, yeah, Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> Mrs. Is like,
1: Robinson is nothing if not jaunty. It is
2: a jaunty <laughs> tune. Um, but, yeah, oh it's just God. sort of interesting, like, um, yeah, it does definitely set this like the more um, melancholy tone of the film. Mm-hmm. And Bancroft, amazing. Yeah, yeah cool. she's great.
0: She sure is. Top Talented for a reason. Former Mrs. Mel Former Mrs. Mel Brooks. Yes, yes. Mel Brooks. yes. she's I been dead for her.
3: like ten years
1: now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Has
2: that's crazy. She? Yeah, oh,
1: two thousand five. Wow. I was yeah wow. I was looking up. She was great in it. I thought it was interesting. I'm, I guess maybe I don't remember if if I figured it out or not. So maybe you can help me. So the symbolism: the first shot of her is through the fish tank. Do we? Oh, what's that? Uh,
3: they shot. It just goes to show you how close they were. During these really, really intimate scenes. Mm, this yeah. is
1: really helping our podcast listeners. <laughs> <Yeah. What I laughs> oh! visually stimulating. It was podcast. just
3: for you to look at. You didn't have to talk about it. Honestly, now I have um, to show more pictures.
1: <laughs> a lot. So, what do we think with that with the fish tank? Because it was when he was in his uh, room, yeah. he, you see her through the fish tank, and I'm just wondering. I'm sure there's symbolism because this m- movie had symbolism up the ass yeah. in a good way, mm-hmm. um, in a, in a gentlemanly way of.
4: Hmm. Symbolism off
1: the ass, but um, I just I wondered I wasn't really sure what, because I could kind of almost see, I mean was that kind of like a Shark Tank or yeah type Mm. of thing like
0: I couldn't because the fish tank was like it had a lot of kind of screen time um in this movie um one well first when he's just kind of sitting there and his head's leaned up against it right Mm -hmm. um and it takes up almost like the whole background of the screen. Um, and then you see her through it when he's walking down, or he's passing everyone. Yeah. And then she even throws the keys into the tank yeah. and makes him fish it out. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's maybe what? foreshadowing their kind of relationship,
2: or yeah, I'm not sure about that because because also like with that like the the deep sea diver character, <laughs> if if the fish tank represents something, that's Benjamin mm-hmm. because yeah. he like is literally Trapped like perso- boy, but he also like personifies and wears the diver suit later yeah, on in the film, the scuba gear. But I feel like maybe it's not. I don't know if it, it could just be that we just don't really see her. We have a very different view of who Mrs. Mm-hmm. Robinson is, and then she becomes. It becomes very clear who she actually is by the end of the film. Because, mm-hmm. like in the beginning, like you're kind of like on board with her. You're just like, yeah, yeah Mrs. Robinson. All right, like yeah. she's super flirty and super fun, just very direct mm-hmm. and to the point. And then.
3: A little pushy and predatory, I thought. But yeah, but he's I mean, hot, so oh, okay. yeah, but it's also like I mean it, <laughs> Wow.
2: But to 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 yeah. like defend <laughs> the predatory nature when Dustin Hoffman is so introverted, mm-hmm. she kinda just has to be overt because he doesn't yeah. get Yeah, it. he
3: doesn't get it at And all.
0: but but it's but yeah, I think you, she likes it because at one point when he's all yeah. nervous and kinda walks away, she just boom, cracks this little smile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, uh, fresh fish on the line, you know there what I you mean? Go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I yeah, it's I
1: don't There's think a fish
3: tank. Yeah, it could just be that
0: like
1: He's, Who knows? I feel yeah, like she was playing the cat and mouse game with him from minute
2: one. So yeah. I was. It made me very curious. Like when did she oh. decide she was gonna? Yeah. Get some of that. <laughs> I, I laugh because we say this when we're playing Grand Theft Auto, but like when she leaves in that first scene, she just goes, Oh, one more thing. But there is just one more thing. And we say that when we're about to murder people in <laughs> <laughs> Grand oh Theft Auto, like who are working in the store. We're just like, Oh, and one more <laughs> thing. And she like straight up does that. She like leaves, like, All right, I'll leave you to your time. Oh, one more thing. Could you drive me home? Mm-hmm. So I think it's just like yeah. right from the bat, she she knows that she can have him yeah you know i think it's like second one she knows what's up but do you,
1: i do you feel like that maybe she saw him kind of being weird during the party and followed yeah. him up for that i'm yeah. just wondering where that's like oh know. maybe this guy's a I little mean, different you
3: know yeah i think yeah I think this she guy ch- looks like a virgin mm-hmm. i think i want it maybe that i don't know it's pretty obvious he was so awkward. I think
1: it was, you know, she wanted to do it because it was a little bit of power. She didn't really have a lot yeah. going on in her life. No and
3: sexless marriage. Her mm.
1: husband sure wasn't around a lot, which yeah. I kind of feel like he had, he had to yeah. have stuff going on too. He,
3: like, probably. Had to have. He was, he
2: acted, I mean, he. they don't. I was kind of wondering if he was gay or not. Yeah, it doesn't, you know, yeah, yeah. It's his they dad both.
3: seemed gay. Benjamin's dad totally seemed William gay. Daniels didn't he seem gay to you? I, don't know if I have me. it down. It's Ben's, Feeney Ben's Feeney dad is, is so gay. Is
1: long. He
0: really is <laughs> oh straight and wide. He was like oh. square and like
2: I, I, maybe goofy. Yeah, and no, but shit like he is. A, he is a little. Bit, he he talked he's talked more. He's way more of
3: glass and no,
2: but he is more effeminate than Mister Robinson. Yeah, he's definitely like he's just like
3: hey, he's kind of like so. Mister Robinson is the Butch. I guess. Yeah, okay. I don't know.
0: Mr. Robinson was a huge weenie, right? When I had that scene yeah. where he's confronting him in his room, and yeah. he fucking runs across the bed. Well, I'm clear. Uncl- he yeah. first tells him, "Unclench your fist," and then he runs across. Don't touch me. I'm leaving now. Like yeah. he's obviously non-confrontational, yeah, yeah. which is probably why he's in a, a cyclist marriage with a feisty cougar. Right. Yeah. So uh, I'm so confused. Are we
1: saying that both the dads were gay? Is that?
3: <laughs> I know. Are I've, we
1: saying that their the wives' names are Grace and Frankie? Is that what we're saying? We're right saying now? we're all a little
2: gay no, no, no. <laughs> fair
1: enough, fair enough.
2: Yeah. well if 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 William Daniels is gay in that film, they don't make any allusions no. to it and this one, it kind of feels like they have separate rooms. He was very yeah. effeminate, and so yeah, it feels mm-hmm. like even if even if you're like in a Lo- I mean I guess I don't know I've never been in a loveless marriage so I don't know humble the pol- brag <laughs> <laughs> the, the policy of it but it's like yeah it feels like the separate rooms thing was sort of alluding to that but it's also mm-hmm. kind of like this doesn't feel like the film that would shy away from that if he was right. because they yeah.
0: know, cause he was always gone right To go, oh he won't be home for hours He's so obviously golfing. he was yeah. out doing his own yeah. thing well yeah. you don't golf yeah. at one in the morning yeah, yeah. not yeah. that I'm
1: aware yeah. of exactly yeah. um, but they never well, addressed it like drunk. a yeah. mistress
0: you know yeah
3: can you of Home drunk. Well, the yeah. thing I found Waterloo. interesting
1: is they both were very pushy when it came to feeding Ben alcohol. Yeah, like they were both of them. Even when he did, I'm like, What the? Well, yeah. One to of us is man. gonna get him. Yeah, That's, yeah,
3: so okay, so we're done. Maybe it was like saying, a game, like
1: which way is Ben? He's so quiet, yeah. we can't tell which way. Oh. Let's both get him drunk and see what
3: happens. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So, all three, I don't of the know Robinsons why, but I like it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> The Robinsons avoid their house, or not, as the case may be. What else?
1: Did anybody notice um, at the college a young Richard Dreyfus? Oh, yes. yeah, about that, that.
3: was
2: yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, when there's there that whole when she crowd of people, yeah. mm-hmm. I think he's the guy who's like asking, like, "Mom, we call the cops." Like yeah. that guy, oh, was, yeah, in
3: the, at, in the dorm or what? That meant. like flop house or yeah. whatever.
2: It was like and his you had first the film mayor credit from
0: Jaws. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. nice.
1: Yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool. Nice yep. little. Nice
2: little reveal. I was well, like, holy right. shit, yeah. that's young Richard Dreyfuss. Since we're at the <laughs> since we're at the flop house, I want to say uh Mr. Roper, Norman Fell, <laughs> <laughs> yes, is yes. the only one who like calls Ben Benjamin out on his shit. Yeah. He yeah. like, was an agitator. I, yeah, I just like I, I like that I do not like you. I yeah. do not like you. You like, seem he, like
3: you're an agitator. Yeah. I don't like agitators. Kept uh, using that word.
2: He did. I, I love think he, was, yeah. a he <laughs> was a little agitated.
3: He was a little agitated.
2: <laughs> but he was definitely the one person to just say, like, what the hell yeah. is your deal, kid? Yeah,
3: yeah. And
2: that was needed. Yeah. kind of going with why exactly. I would name this a so-
1: the sociopath. Is, I mean, okay. the, I feel like it, halfway through the movie, my opinion on Ben kind of changed. Where, I mean, the first part I can tell that he's, like, disenfranchised or at least just not sure what the next step is. Because I get it. You know, you, yeah. you go to school all your life. You go away to school and then... Some people be like, uh... Mm-hmm. so I get it. But then it started to get weird. I started seeing him a little bit differently when he's like, "Hey, mom and dad, good good news. Elaine and I are getting married." Oh, she doesn't know. She actually kind of hates my guts. But I'm going go to go so to her college. Did it take you that long to feel you don't like Ben? No, I, well, I just
2: until <laughs> that point. Okay. Until
1: that point, I didn't really know how I felt. But after all, I'm like, okay, that's that's no, that's weird. And mm. then he would like kind of stalk her. Which was Yeah, no, I did write that down, weird. like, oh he's yeah.
0: stalking them. and it seemed like for a couple of days yeah. too, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was uh, you probably yeah, can't do was. that nowadays.
2: And then no. the whole bus thing when he cat he like chases down the bus uh-huh. and then like catches her and just like, Oh funny running into you here. <laughs> like, oh, that's so, <laughs> <laughs> so where are you? <laughs> uh, what are the odds?
0: Yeah, it's like, Where are you going, the zoo? I'm going to go to the zoo, too. Yeah,
2: then just, like, stays with her. Like, yeah. I don't know how he got either of these women because he <laughs> is kind of an awful guy. Yeah. Um, when do
0: you think um, he was interested in the daughter? When, when Mrs. Robinson told him not to, like, He couldn't date her. Do you think that's when he was like, "Oh, I can't do it, huh? Maybe I want to do it now." I don't think so. I think it's when she started kind of thing.
3: I I think he started feeling something for her when she started crying at the nudie bar. (laughs)
0: Like
3: that's the only time he started like staring at her, like and and looking at her like she's a person. So he wasn't really ignoring her. Like, after her.
2: he broke her. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and took her to tears. Well, because he exactly.
1: was trying, he was doing it for, like, Mrs. Robbins. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, this, and his like, parents, his parents it.
3: were really happy that they were going to go out on a yeah. date. There are ways to have bad dates. Yeah. Like, that was
2: extreme. Yeah. He <laughs> you know, can you do that? <laughs> One time yeah. I started rolling. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you, uh. you dance like that? <laughs> like, oh, you're missing art. And then he like yeah. he called it like a And she starts or, like, doing show. the
0: helicopter, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, in her titties on her head, and she was just sitting there crying. I, I know it was like yeah. a sad moment, but I was laughing. So <laughs> it's so yeah. messed up, and got the titties on the yeah.
2: head, <laughs> and she's just crying. And then finally, he just like goes, "Oh my god! Like, what have I done?" It's like, yeah, it took
3: you that long <laughs> to do it.
2: Yeah, yeah that pulled was... himself a taxi
1: driver. I was just gonna say that reminded I thought me about taxi it driver. when I was watching <laughs> it. Oh, that's right. Where he's like, what's oh, the matter? Sad. Why don't you want to watch porno with me for yeah. a first date? That's crazy. You're crazy.
3: Everybody yeah. does this.
1: Yeah, after after Taxi Driver and this, I'm like, was that a
3: thing back
0: then? <laughs> <laughs> Is that where people wow. would go for people, dates? The, the dating game was still in its early stages. <laughs> <exactly>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> trying different things. I feel like my first okay. dates
1: have been super tame compared to that.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, so let's go back to when... He walks Mrs. Robinson up to her front door after he brings her home. Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice the doorway? The cylindrical doorway. It wasn't square. I remember this from. Well, there is uh, a shit ton classes. of womb
1: references to this and or, phalluses. The, yeah.
3: yeah, totally.
0: Oh, I thought you were getting My, at like maybe like an altar. You're t- you're saying it was a penis shaped door. It
3: was a penis shaped door. Did you see the light right on top of it? And the light was like sprayed outward in a like V shape. Sprayed out. No,
1: we got you.
3: Okay. I, uh, I drew a picture. I'm like, you drew a picture. Yes. Oh my god, oh we're gonna put that on
0: our Twitter
1: page. It's, okay, it's awesome. Dig
3: with the
0: miners. Uh, it a is. Light it's on so it. weird.
3: It's so weird. And then when they're at the hotel, <laughs> they're at the Taft Hotel, and he's getting a room. Like, there's this tight shot of um, Benjamin standing there talking to the the check-in clerk, who is Buck Henry, who wrote the screenplay by the way. Mm. And right behind him, you can see it's like this uh, adornment, like on top of a pillar and it's like acorn shape, but it like looks like a penis on top of his head. <laughs> I have a picture for reference because I knew you guys were just going to look at me all blank-like. Like, oh, she thinks about it. Well, I mean, sees
0: dicks in everything.
3: Well, oh, when I look down at your
1: notepad, all I see is pictures that can only okay. be described as Dustin
0: Hoffman pornography. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: he's Jewish, so we know.
1: Uh, snip,
3: speaking, snip. speaking of, not circumcision,
0: but speaking of that uh, <laughs> that scene where he's getting the hotel room. Yeah. um that's hilarious it took me back because his like awkward like oh fuck what do i do and then oh no let me write a fake name it reminded me of when i used to buy condoms like when you were younger yeah. did you guys ever yeah. get scared what if he asked me what i'm using for you oh, can <laughs> do you have to be 18 like yeah i had no well, yeah okay i just got the penis picture guys <laughs> <laughs> Describe What's a, it that's to a us. regular <laughs> knob
3: that is not a knob. That is a knob. Look, I had it a is film a teacher. top of an armoire. <laughs> film, my film teacher at UCLA, who was just, just like, it, in almost every scene, there's a penis. There's a phallus. And that just, you know. Oh, a as every movie should have, really. <laughs> penis. I'm like, wow. This is UCLA, you guys. Well, it, I, I just money thought. for this. This, <laughs> this is a U.S.
1: what's going on here. There was, there was a lot of sexual imagery and oh, yeah, symbolism totally. in there. Because there was a lot of um, womb. Symbolism like in you know, going in late, him yeah. retreating to the pool and a lot of different so well, there, I felt like there's
0: a lot of symbolism in yeah. there when it came oh, to sexuality. Yeah. yeah. We'll I thought also, him, like, oh, oh no, you go. I thought him like kind of being just being at the bottom of the pool but this scuba oh, yeah. gear on was kind of like him finally being able to like, get away from these people. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was okay. funny because it started by him just trying to get up. And you see his dad <laughs> is kind of like pushing yeah, down with yeah. all the people there. That was hilarious. And he's like, fuck was- it, I'm just going to stay down here. And I was like, oh, now he finally got some time to himself. Okay. Yeah.
3: Or you could say conversely to that, he's trying to get away. But also, you know, with all that gear and he's at the bottom of the pool and everything, maybe he felt trapped.
2: No, I like mine. Or- I well, <laughs> no, I, I I can see where you would say that, but it also seems like with that character, that wouldn't feel like a trap. Like I see, what, like no, like, I see yeah. where
3: I see what you're saying, though. Yeah, I totally do. I get that. Yeah, he would want to get away from his parents, crazy friends, and his parents.
0: And I feel like That was like a
3: funny scene though. Yeah. The
0: more he like slept that. with her, the so more he would become a man in his own mind. Because like uh-huh. when they first meet and she like blows like the cigarette at him, <clears throat> he starts coughing. Yeah. and then like and you later kinda on he see starts them. Smoking. Well he's
2: smoking when he's calling her up. Like he has a cigarette in hand when he's in that phone booth. like He only
1: he only coughs when it's second hand, Chris.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well no, then you see him like all relaxed drinking beers and smoking in almost in every scene now.
2: Yeah, yeah, like during that whole like crazy like montage. That was really cool mm-hmm. like the scene where he would just like walk from his family life into his life with mrs robinson like mm-hmm. all those sort of um i mean so it was just super cool watching all those transitions as he would like like dove into the pool and then that became him diving under the bed with mrs robinson mm-hmm. and yeah. then like all that yeah. stuff that was i thought that was super cool yeah it was
3: yeah.
2: um yeah so one little bit, I, I
1: listened to a, in a podcast with Dustin Hoffman, and he was talking about how when he's banging on the church, um, mm-hmm. the mirror or the the window, um, I guess the whatever church they were at, they were worried that he was going to break the glass. Yeah. So he had to extend his arms out like like in the film and mm-hmm. bang it kind of with with like,
3: okay. with his forearms yeah, or whatever. That. He, was, like, doing he was doing that because he had to do out. it.
1: And, but he said, cracked him up because when the reviewers were coming out there just were talking about how genius that was to have like Christ-like symbolism. Oh, <laughs> was, like, okay. That's
4: it was
2: funny.
1: just literally the logistical not to break the glass. Everybody
2: mm-hmm. wants to make some sort of Jesus imagery. Everyone's quick to jump on that. Like, Which you is have weird because I feel like this out?
1: movie is not a movie for Jesus symbolism
2: whatsoever. No, no he sacrifices nothing. No, he <laughs> sacrifices no. nothing. He just he asks everything. everyone else to everything. sacrifice stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, what does he sacrifice? He doesn't seem to care for his parents. So I don't think No. He
0: sacrifices having conversations before and after <laughs> sex. Jesus. <laughs> Can we talk? I just want to talk for I really did, Robinson.
1: Yeah. I really did like that scene where yeah, he no. gets her to talk. I but thought it, that, yeah, was really like it was, that was really... pillow yeah.
3: talk. Yeah. Well, it's
2: that like, just showed her sort of thing and like showed did the Did not weight. want to be vulnerable. No. But
3: exactly. also like her,
2: I loved the whole thing where she's like, let's talk about art. And she's like, I don't know anything about art. I don't care about art. And then um, when he gets around, like, what was your major? Art. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he, like, doesn't get it at all. He does not understand, like, oh, Mm -hmm. I guess you just lost interest over the years. Then she's like, and you could tell, like, no, she had her own life planned and then her yeah. daughter then got showed pregnant. up yep. yeah. and fucked her life up and yeah. and Dustin Hoffman just like cannot comprehend mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. like his whole he's just a child like that's yeah. that's yeah. what the whole relationship
0: which is why innocent. she kind of turned on him was just like fine well you know, I, I didn't mean to be disgusting and I'll leave mm-hmm. oh no Mrs. Robinson don't leave yeah. Yeah. you're
3: the most attractive of all my parents yeah. friends
2: <laughs> Yeah. so she could well, try like oh he's a little boy I could play him yeah. I
0: know
3: what yeah. to do with this and they were exactly. saying like
2: it was a deliberate choice that none of the parents you ever find out their first names mm-hmm. they're like mom and dad Mr. and Mrs keep like no that things. generation gap yeah yeah and so um That's
3: very obvious but it's also just kind of
2: shows like they're not even they're never addressing each other as equals ever yeah because he's always calling her mrs robinson um and mm-hmm. like not by her her first name Hmm. yeah i thought that was interesting and
0: i like how it ended with it fine let's just not talk yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh he was totally
1: whipped totally Yep. Um, I thought it was interesting on the bus at the very end with Elaine and Ben um, that they were both wearing a ba- beige jacket and black shirt. Or, like, she had, like, a beige thing over there. I thought that was kind of... Wait. What? Oh, shit. No, not at the very end. <laughs> I was, like, was going to say, was, like, like a she's wedding not at the very end. I have on the bus, but I think that was when he's like, oh, you're Running going to the zoo? Mm-hmm. Like, he was, oh, they yeah. were wearing both wearing a beige jacket and a black shirt. And I'm like, that's... That's weird. An interesting choice. Okay, okay, I, style that. I think yeah. when he's stalking her, it's like, oh, she's wearing that. That's another thing we could talk Uh-oh. about. I'm going to buy myself Look a black my shirt match. and a beige Shinsies. jacket. <laughs> well, she had, I mean, she was a little off herself. She right.
3: was. Yeah, she was.
1: Yeah. Um, well, even saying like mom, she doesn't want to marry the guy, but she's like, you're going to have to I'm do something. about
3: marrying mm-hmm. him. I don't know.
0: Maybe we'll get married, even <laughs> though you did sleep with my mom. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> even like when she just kind of like showed up when he was sleeping. Kiss me, Benjamin. Oh, like, that so that's weird. some crazy shit yeah, to do. So yeah. Yeah. Show up in someone's apartment in the middle of the night, wake mm-hmm. them up, kiss them, and then
2: leave afterwards. You yeah. probably
3: had the worst breath
2: yeah, he, he, he oh, oh.
3: you wanna get married. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. I'm like Ew.
2: They went on one date and he says, I love you, when are we getting married? Mm-hmm. There's also this was written in it was written in sixty two and this film was done in sixty yeah. seven and I'm fairly certain it came up before like Summer of Love in sixty yeah. seven. So it obviously had some sort of like just shows the times. Mm-hmm. Like that was more normal. But it's also like at the same time, like this is insane. Just mm-hmm. even with those standards, it's even with behavior. those even with the rules of the day, it's just sort of like you're insane you're kind of crazy mm-hmm. and also Ben fucked your mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah it
1: was that. that's going to be a hard thing to Please. overcome mm-hmm. at the end which <laughs> yeah, which we can kind of get into that tomorrow oh segment gosh. in a little bit but I definitely <laughs> am very curious because I thought the ending was very interesting how whenever one would look at the other one the other one wasn't looking at them mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of and interesting
2: the slow deflating yeah. reality yeah. coming yeah. in on them so yeah. like, oh, go, we had our big fun adventure, and like, now...
3: oops, now what?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: After she already said I do. After yeah, they're already exactly. married.
0: Yeah.
3: But it's
2: also like that's a ceremony. If she has to sign the legal documents and everything, so...
0: Well, they may
1: have signed <laughs> yeah, <they're> it before.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't true. know 60s weddings. By <laughs> law,
0: in the 60s, once you kiss... You don't <laughs> have to over. be at an altar. Priest doesn't have to be there. Once you kiss... You're married.
2: I wonder if that <laughs> if that is like because what happens? I mean, Yay. If somebody died in between, like the end of the ceremony and like signing, <laughs> like they never got like something happened and they never got. They like, had
0: a handshake agreement on it. It is, stands I mean, in
2: court. But yeah, what, is that what a marriage ceremony is basically? They it's like a handshake kiss. agreement. Okay. Yeah, but they did kiss. But they but they more do kiss ceremonial. Yeah. Oh, they graduate. Right. Right. They do like yeah. they yeah, no, I know. And yeah, they're just I know. about to walk back down the aisle. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's when he yeah. stops. That's when he jumps in like just as she's about to and they totally
1: copied that scene from Wayne's World
2: (laughs) 2 you know what
0: I could never watch that scene without just laughing and thinking Uh, about Wayne's World 2 Cassandra even before when he stops and um, gets the cast can we yeah I know it's a small
2: part but can we get someone better Gordon Street (laughs) oh no. I knew a girl who lived on Gordon Street <laughs> that was many years ago. And <laughs> I was a younger man. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's great. Um, speaking of, what's funny is the scene itself, like I was looking through this, the scene itself is an homage. Like the Wayne's World thing, like we're saying, like, that's an homage to The Graduate. The Graduate scene is an homage to a, an old Harry Lloyd silent film called Girl Shy. And they even had, like, they had Harold Lloyd there to consult for that scene. Interesting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's like even, like, that's become an iconic scene in film, and it itself was inspired by um, Mm -hmm. another scene from, like, the silent era.
0: Oh, that's tight.
3: You know, Buck Henry, the one that wrote the screenplay, his mom was a famous uh, silent film actress. So not only did he grow up around beautiful older women, I think that's kind of why he might have had it. An affinity towards it, but you know he—he uh, he
2: just read the book, The Graduate. This is my life. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, yeah. what? This exactly. So this is so. the Buck Henry story. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think at
0: the end Elaine wanted to be at that wedding. Like she was just like, Dang! she was kind of looking the her Swedish kind of boyfriend looking yeah. guy with had a green face and then yeah. the dad and then Mrs. Robinson and she was like, Ben. So like. <laughs> I think she's off just as much as Ben. Is. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. when we do the day after segment, like I don't, I don't foresee it as like it just kept <laughs> deflating, inflating, inflating mm, once right. it ended.
2: Um, I want to talk about this before we get too far, because it seems like we're sort of now that we're circling the end. Um, the whole the the zoo scene and how it ends with like monkey sex. Yeah, and then, were they having sex? I think I so. I They
3: were just.
0: Yeah, I, I
3: want to
2: say I've seen monkeys fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I don't> <laughs> it was just weird. It felt like it was sex. It's like why show that? But then I mean, they
3: weren't I, moving though.
2: No. Yeah, they were. They were
0: rocking back. I thought they were just
2: like I thought they cradling. were
3: like cuddling. Yeah. I, I don't know. Were they having I, sex?
1: My
2: no? parents said that they were just wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but then okay, so it's like I, I I can see both ways because the scene mm-hmm. straight up ends with. The over-the-shoulder shot behind Benjamin of just a gorilla sitting there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The hell was that? <laughs> I don't know. What was that symbolism for? Like, what was you know that? that? Like, was what metaphor was know. that?
3: <laughs> you know, it Is was that supposed it to be Mrs. To be Robinson loom-
2: looming maybe i don't know maybe no, it make i, thought it I actually was more- now that you say that that's probably what it was is it's this couple of monkeys and they're just trying to be happy okay. and Ben's looking at him and then behind him is the dark figure that is just angry or maybe, so maybe even, yeah. like foretelling for Mr. Robinson coming to his apartment it could be that too <laughs> yeah cuz it's just like a fucking gorilla just right there <laughs> for no reason yeah
0: i thought maybe it was like hey we're shooting at the zoo man take advantage but um <laughs> that's their big star like that's <laughs> like a
2: cameo like hey man we shot at this Crazy zoo in LA like that that's
0: the gorilla. Have you heard of him? <laughs> he's in here. No, but I thought maybe like okay. he was looking at those monkeys like they were together. Yeah. And like they were having a good time. And then it's it's him and then the ape by itself is in the background. So I thought maybe like it zoomed out like, well, he's really this and he's alone. And he's by
2: himself opposed to with another okay. monkey. So it, yeah, so it's the the fact that so he sees the monkeys as Elaine and her Swedish boyfriend Carl. Carl, um, she the makeout she, king. Yeah, so she, he sees them as that, and then he's the gorilla who's on the outside mm-hmm. just watching. When
0: I look, I think he was looking at them like that. That's what I want. Yeah, and he would want that to be Elaine
2: and him. Mm-hmm. But
0: then the camera zooms because like, he doesn't. He doesn't turn around and see like oh there's a fucking yeah, gorilla. Yeah, yeah. It's just him looking right. like I think it was a camera showing us. Well, he's really this. Yeah. Okay. I mean, either way, it just is like, okay, whatever. I mean, I literally had to sit and think about it. When at first I was like, hey, man, why are you
3: zooming in on those monkeys? Okay.
0: Are Do, you looking at monkey sex?
3: No, I'm trying to see if there's any...
2: Mention no. of them fucking? <laughs> no. Do yes. the monkeys have actual penetrative sex? No monkeys were penetrated yeah. on the filming of this movie. Took
1: that part out so they could get an R instead of an NC-17. <laughs> Do we have any other notes before we go to the trivia section? Before we want to get into that and then...
2: Ooh, I liked the the. okay first of all I feel like just as much as this is a Holden Caulfield sort of like performance it's also like his demo reel for why he's gonna eventually do Rain Man yes <laughs> thank you he is totally 100% Rain Man in this film oh like, thank <laughs> you because I felt so bad and I was actually Weird. even driving
1: here I'm like am I gonna bring this up but like there are certain moments where I just feel like a horrible person
2: but I'm like is he
1: kind of a little autistic in oh. this
2: because it's just so It's just, he's so introverted yeah that Nice. Just, it's awkward and you don't know
1: He's how to like. He's
3: extremely awkward. Yeah, yeah, and I
1: didn't, yeah, exactly. So I just, I did not know how I was supposed to feel about certain things that would uh-huh. seem to make sense to him that just don't. <laughs> and even in the society of the 60s that this takes place, I was still, yeah. it was still just felt off where yeah. it's like, did they not test people for like learning disabilities back <laughs> then? <laughs> that sounds, I feel so bad saying that, but those were my actual
2: thoughts because it yeah. was, just very, no, he, he yeah, he felt very awkward, but then the whole like this is air quotes seduction scene where they're in the hotel room for the first time right. when he, like, just no fuss, no muss, just goes to kiss her while she has inhaled her Wolf. cigarette, <laughs> yeah, That's and then she's like spits it out, and then like when she takes up her baths and like, he just, just
0: grabs her just, boob, just, boobs, yeah, this yeah. <laughs> 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 one, like, he just awkwardly goes, Oh, it's on. Yeah. And then he takes it off yeah. and fucking go bangs his head against
2: the wall. Yeah. yeah. Do you know yeah. why like he did head...
3: that, though? Are you going to discuss yeah. that yeah. in trivia? Well, yeah, we
2: talk- Oh yeah. Shall we could, we... but you go for it. Well, why don't we use this as well, the springboard okay, into the trivia, for trivia. section? <laughs> um,
3: go for
2: it. You- oh, okay. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. Somebody's <laughs> got
1: was, to bring it up. I don't know the story. I, I was like, waiting oh, for the okay. end of that sentence. No. So no. just like okay. whoever knows it. Yeah, so apparently that was improv um, Anne did not know that Dustin Hoffman was going to grab a boob. Uh-huh. And he just decided before they shot the scene that he did that. Which, by the way, for all you actors out there, that's not okay anymore. Uh, <laughs> but apparently it made the director laugh really hard. And it made Dustin Hoffman laugh really hard. So in order to hide his laughing, he went over and like banged his head on the <laughs> nice. wall. And nice. the director decided to keep it in. Yeah. So that's where the, the banging of the head... <laughs> into it, but it works yeah i mean because he definitely at the beginning with trepidation he felt super guilty that's why he didn't get like a room and he was downstairs stuff like that and um yeah so i thought that was it works yeah it really works so but going into trivia um i found it interesting that ann bancroft was um only six years older than dustin hoffman
2: at the time well he like there is only one scene where I actively thought, like, he looks young. Yeah. And that's when he's going to get the hotel room. Yeah, Like, he just okay. feels like a young man. Like, you can see, like, okay, he just turned 21. Like, that's the one moment. Because yeah. he looks like an old man. Like, he looks like Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> yeah. Like I, He's always I'd, looked the same. I'd want to see Dustin Hoffman as, like, an 11-year-old boy. Because <laughs> it looks like it just being an 11-year-old boy with Dustin Hoffman's yep. head. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, there's only one scene. And, yeah, he just, it's, it's really funny. Like, he's, he looks... Like that's what twenty one was back mm. in sixty-seven. Like it's very weird. And
1: Bancroft was also only eight years older than um uh Catherine Ross, who played Elaine. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. But I mean that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I still funny. Um I cannot think of the the show, but there was a show, NBC show, it did not last, but it was with Molly Shannon and Selma Blair, where mm-hmm. they play mother daughter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um and they're only eight years apart. Well, yeah. same
2: with uh, the one I always think of is Amy Poehler and Rachel McAdams and Mean Girls. Mm, like Amy yeah. Poehler is like only like eight years older than her. Yeah, if so, that. I mean, that happens all oh. the
1: time. I thought this was interesting that this movie um, was the first time a director was paid a flat salary and didn't get like points on the back end, which oh, wow. that surprised me. But, it, you know, for a paltry million dollars. Mm hmm. Which back in sixties, that's pretty pretty yeah. nice. It's probably why he took it. Mm-hmm. But I think I read somewhere that it wasn't until 1978 that he ever got any royalties from it. Interesting. So, Jeez. but I mean, well, he that signed was, a thing saying a flat rate, so it's not okay. knowing that it's not that surprising. But knowing how it is done in the right.
3: in town, right. it's very surprising. Absolutely.
1: Um.
2: So unheard of. Yeah. Um, well, and also, That was sort of a thing, like the the writer also, like he just wrote off all of his. Royalties, like he did not yeah. want them at all, and yeah. that's like why it took so long for his him to write the sequel because he the film rights would be like taken away from him, like he wouldn't be able to have it. And so it's like this whole like rigmarole mm-hmm. of, what, of why he eventually. I think it messed it. him up too. Yeah, he
3: messed with his head. Yeah, it wasn't his anymore, and yeah, he had to sign all of that away.
1: And the only other trivia that I chose for this is that even his screen test has Dustin Hoffman kind of fumbling. And being super nervous, he'd never kissed a woman on like for acting or whatever before, so that was super awkward. And he left not thinking that he got the role, but yeah. you know the director thought that that was perfect for the part. Yeah. So. Um,
2: I found some cool casting stuff. Um, apparently, like Robert Redford was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was a cool. That's a cool little story. Um, like Robert Redford was up for it. And then uh, Mike Nichols, like, was talking to him, and he just said, like, w- like, he wasn't really sold on him. And then he said, like, what's it like for you to strike out with a girl?
3: Yeah, um, have you ever struck out with a girl? And, and he's, he's like, just, what?
2: He's like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah. exactly. Like, you're just too damn <laughs> handsome know. to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but some funny stuff is Natalie Wood was apparently considered for both characters, for both Elaine That's- and oh, Mrs. Wow. Robinson. Huh. Um And then uh, Doris Day was originally considered like she was like the main pick along with Redford for Mrs. Robinson, but she didn't want to do the nudity. Um, And then Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway were in were both up for it, but they Mm -hmm. both left for uh, Bonnie and Clyde, Mm. which I thought was really cool. And then uh, Ronald Reagan was up for the dad (gasps) um, and Burt Ward, who was Robin the Boy Wonder in the 60s Batman show. Because of the Batman show, he, like, couldn't do it. Oh, they wouldn't let him slow. go. And so, I mean, like, looking at it, like, I, I don't know how strong of an actor Burt Ward is because you really only know yeah. the Robin stuff and then, like, yeah. the kitschy stuff he did after that. But Holy
1: was, Halloween, Mrs. Robinson. Are you trying yeah. to seduce me? <laughs> but it's like, that
2: would have been really interesting. He looks like Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, he really he looks does. like that part. So that would have been, that feels like a boyish
3: look about him. Yeah, it. like a really yeah, interesting sure.
2: thing. Um,
3: Who knows? It might have. You know, taking his career might past saved, Robin. <laughs> yeah, I might have
2: saved him that. And Dustin
1: Hoffman al- almost wasn't able to even do this because he was attached to being the producers. And mm-hmm. when this came up, he oh. basically begged Mel Brooks yeah. to audition for it and, you know, and kind of put in a good word to let him audition. Yeah. And I think Mel Brooks wasn't expecting him to get it. So he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, whatever. And he got it. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting that Dustin Hoffman almost couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I mean the producers is great and it's lasted and has spawned a very successful Broadway show
3: mm-hmm.
1: but compared to the, like the graduates holding power I, right. I don't know.
3: Yeah. You know I think Different this is way more yeah sure. this is way
1: more prestigious. Yeah. Um who would he have been? Who would he oh, been have like no the, the I think it wasn't a major. It wasn't one of the main people obviously okay. cuz he already had I mean when he when he sold it um he already had Gene Wilder. So Well, Jim Wilder um, was
2: also up for this, too. I think it's like um, either as Benjamin or as the dad. I don't know how old he was really? at the time. But, yeah, he mm. was considered for that's it, weird. too. <laughs> <laughs> I saw his name on it. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't remember where I mm. saw his name, but he was definitely up for it, too. Um,
0: yeah.
1: All right. So the Tomorrowland segment where mm. we say, what happens
0: after the cameras stop ruling? Chris? Well, I think <clears throat> that based on how crazy these two fucking people are. <laughs> um that they just kind of go on have like this adventure type marriage where they maybe don't ever really settle down in one place and they kind of just go and do yeah. things and you I think, think that's how get these married? two have to live yeah I think they eventually... no I don't know if they get married but they're definitely together well I don't know he did want to get married the whole so yes they would get married sorry <laughs> sorry guys so I think they would get married um and I think they kind of have like this because I think if they're for one place too long, then they start to hate each other. But I think as long as they're always keeping it new and having those kind of adventures, that they'll
2: be okay.
3: Yeah.
2: I would imagine they probably went up to Berkeley. I went back up there. Um, because, I mean, Dustin Hoffman's recent college grad, she's still in college, but she got taken out. So, I mean, I don't know. I think, obviously, they don't have any money to their name. Um, and I'm not sure. I don't know if... They would have had to deal with the rape charges. <laughs> I don't know if they would have had to deal with that or not, because I mean, as much as parents, Ben's parents might understand in some way, because they were very uh, much on board. They also don't know about Mrs. Mm-hmm. The, the affair with Mrs. Robinson, mm-hmm. but it feels like they like they're going to get cut off. Both yeah, of them, oh, from for their sure. Family. Like that, but it's just like yeah, Elaine's not going to see her family ever again. Um, and who knows what's going to happen with Ben and his parents since they basically kind of see him more as furniture than like the, their child. Um, and so when he does something like this, it'd be very, cause it, it they like, co- he cost their, their partnership. Mm-hmm. Probably. Uh, yeah.
3: Probably. Yeah.
2: And so, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Just, it's probably gonna be bad.
3: But they know? cared about him. I feel like his parents really did care about him. I feel like they—he was furniture, you know what I mean. Like they—they they cared about his well-being. They wanted him to get married. They wanted him to succeed. I mean, they were pushy about it. Yeah, they were pushy as hell. Like I wouldn't do that, but um, they're just upper class.
2: Yeah, yeah they're just very upper exactly. class and this and this very, is still when and when you graduate, this is what this you is. Do.
3: Yeah, this is blah, blah,
2: blah, blah. the it's yeah the it's line still very that you follow. much locked into that sort yeah. of mindset. Um, yeah, because also I mean it's Feeney. It's Mr. Feeney. Yeah. Who's yeah. Mr.
3: Feeney? From Boy, Boy
2: Meets World. He oh. was the principal well, first off their teacher, and oh, then later on their principal. Spoiler right. alert. <laughs> He's that's yeah. right. Teacher, he principal, neighbor, teacher again. He's their neighbor the whole time, and then funny uncle. Funny uncle. <laughs> um Yeah. <laughs>
3: That was he a, was the janitor, the Amy. <laughs> and even even before he was a teacher <laughs> at that
1: elementary school, he was a talking car.
3: That's yeah, right. That's true. Indeed. That what do you correct. think
1: happened?
3: I'm kind of leaning towards what Chris said. Um, I feel like, you know, wedding was an Olin Boyd. He probably um, I think he probably uh they probably got married in a little tiny civil ceremony with no witnesses and backpack through Europe for like a year before she returned to college because they hated each other afterwards. There was also a pregnancy scare.
1: Oh, Uh, wow. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then what happened?
3: (laughs) (laughs) There were some drunken misadventures um, in Oktoberfest at Oktoberfest in Germany. There was some projectile vomiting. I don't know how far you want me to and I'm just making it up now. Just painting Come the picture. On. There you go. With there were some issues.
1: With how awkward both of them are, I just, I don't necessarily have like other movies that kind of yeah. have a grasp of where it's going to go. I know. But this one I'm like, is the next movie in the series Natural Born Killers?
3: Yeah, right? <laughs>
1: just, they are
3: both so super What are they going to do when
1: they get cut off? Because for sure, I agree with Trevor for sure. Yeah. I mean, at least she's cut off. Oh, yeah. she's disowned.
3: Oh yeah, that's it.
1: I mean, he can <laughs> if he wants to marry, he can just forget about the dowry. No that, dowry for you. Nothing. Mm-mm. So I don't know. I don't even know if they stay together, I don't know if she ends up – I almost feel like because she's not a strong character. She's just really not. No, she's not. I mean, I almost feel like eventually she might go back to the dude she just freaking married. No way that dude mm-hmm. would be cool with
0: it.
3: No. Hey, you remember when you like, left forget me it. No, at, our, at the
1: altar and uh, you just, went off with that other guy? I don't know. I just – I don't – I don't know if maybe Dustin's like, well, now that I have her, then I'll do the type of job my dad wants me to because mm-hmm. – he I think that this fills a void. I don't think life. he I just, had I to. Know. I mean,
0: they could have went and got jobs. First of all, it seems like he had a lot of money because he was getting hotel rooms every single night I know. Cool. And, and driving all up and down. He California. also had that apartment at Berkeley without having
3: a yeah, job. Yeah, exactly. How did he get all over California and, you know, central and southern without a GPS? That's what I want to know.
1: <laughs> Man, It's all one. He, just, he, he followed his heart. He, followed, <laughs> his he his heart.
3: followed his heart on the 101 all the way to <laughs> Berkeley. <laughs>
1: So, but yeah, yeah. that's that's the, probably one of the first times we've done a movie where I'm like I have no idea where it would go. I just don't.
3: They were both not well, not suitable adults. Yeah,
2: they, they didn't were do not the adult thing suited well. to, mm-hmm. yeah. I think the author, Charles Webb, also didn't know where they were going to go. But the interesting
1: thing <laughs> yeah. though with the author is he does not have her saying I do. The wedding's not completed in the book. But in the film, they did. Okay. Interesting. So, I wonder why I didn't they know did that.
3: that. I didn't read that in the trivia. That's so I interesting. Know. I don't know.
2: I mean, other than Who that, knows? it seems fairly faithful from yeah. the synopsis of it. I mean, I haven't read the book, but it seems fairly faithful in the overarching, like, storyline. It doesn't seem like it really deviates too far from the source. Um, It's really sort of how the source material is presented seems to probably be the mm-hmm. po- point of contention. Yeah, because I know some people were upset oh. that that it
1: went that far um, with the wedding <laughs> the literary fanboys
2: just like this isn't how Webb well, wrote it uh, <laughs> what is this <laughs> Jeez. the purists the, the, <laughs> the graduate purists yeah, I love that
1: <laughs> All right, let's go into our remake. Nice. Um which once again, we have to have the Amy Adams disclaimer that we just assume that she is unavailable due to
2: scheduling conflicts. So we miss you. I don't think Amy Adams can pull this off. Oh. I, I think she could have been the daughter for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. I think she the daughter, she's too old now. She's too I mean, we're going magical back in time
3: like She's Amy Adams. Speaking of which, I just <laughs> I'm
1: I'm
2: rewatching
1: that 70s show for like the 100th time cuz uh-huh. that was uh, uh, except for the final season that shows amazing. Um and she's in one of the episodes from mm-hmm. season two.
0: What? Yeah. She's, she's the one that everything. Hyde makes
1: out with that they're like, you did not. She's in the popular crowd. Um. And she only makes out with them because it's like taboo.
2: Well, she was oh. doing, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. She's in like the shitty um, uh, Cruel Intention sequel. Like there was a lot of stuff like early oh, in her career where wow. she was just like, she is just a regular actress trying to get jobs.
3: Yeah. She was in The Office too. Yeah. A couple episodes. All right.
1: So let's start with Chris.
0: All right, guys, prepare
1: yourselves.
3: All right.
0: <clears throat> For my director, I have Alejandro Gonzalez. I, don't, I, I hope I'm going to say this last one right. In Aratu, mm. the okay. dude who directed Birdman. Yeah. Um, I think you do an amazing job with this. It. It's just kind of like those long melancholy yeah. shots with I the agree. music transitions. I think you do a great yeah. job with it. And for Benjamin, I have a young Diego Luna. Nice. I like that. Uh, for Mrs. Robinson, I have Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah.
0: Um, because she's older, she's mm-hmm. sexy as hell, but she she I feel like she, she could like is. play like kind of like that shrewd bitch.
3: Bitch, yeah. You know Total. what I mean? Art imitating life.
0: Um, for Elaine, I have um, Isa Gonzalez. She is. Uh, She plays Santanico Pandemonium in the new From Dusk Till Dawn TV series. Okay. Um, Gorgeous. Super gorgeous lady. I think she'd do a good job at that. Uh, For Mr. Bardock, uh, Benjamin's dad, I have John Leguizamo. (laughs) He's at that age where he could pull it off, pull a Feeney. For Mr. Robinson, (laughs) I have Tim Robbins. Um, And if you haven't seen The Brink on HBO, it's Jack Black and Tim Robbins' new show. You should. It is hilarious. And, and yeah, that's that's uh that's my list. Nice. Hope nice. you enjoyed it. And we try to modernize it a little bit because we're in California, so you know what I mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know what you mean.
3: Know what you mean.
0: Know what you mean. Okay,
1: okay, <laughs> white <laughs> people, gotcha. let's not take this too <laughs> you know far. What? That's so
3: that's so funny that you did that because when you get to me, I did something similar,
0: except with all white people. <laughs> Whatever,
3: <laughs> <laughs> white girl. I right,
2: break it down, white girl, Trevor. Oh, it's it's very white because I forgot the director and just immediately just need your reaction went with Wes Anderson. Already, okay, he I oh, thought wow. that
0: I swear to God, and really? I was like, "Dude, Wes Anderson, of course!" But then I just thought, "Well, that's Rushmore, right?" Yeah,
2: basically, that's yeah. Rushmore yeah. You know. is yeah. is. The Graduate. Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, so I didn't think about that. But knee-jerk, like knee-jerk reaction right now, like not thinking about it, Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially like the, I mean, obviously the use of Simon and Garfunkel, but like especially during the April come she will scene. Like that uh-huh. is like perfect. Oh, totally. Like in line with yeah. Wes Anderson stuff. Uh, and for, all the backdrops are painted. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, and
2: storybook. so um, Benjamin, I have uh, Logan Lerman. Um, he was in uh, Percy Being a Wallflower. He's also oh, uh, yeah. Percy E. Jackson. Oh, okay. He's yeah. super good. He's super yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and then for Mrs. Robinson, I had Angelina Jolie. Um,
3: okay.
2: I can see that. Because I start, I was casting a little older and I realized that um, because she's supposed to have had like her, like, because Elaine's like 19 and Mrs. Robinson obviously had her, her when she was like 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she is a younger mom. Like uh, no. Anne Bancroft was 39 when this was filmed. Oh, okay. And like my initial choice was uh, Marissa Tomei, but she just turned 50. She was like... You got to have some – because, like, Marissa Tomei is just, like, the, I mean. the age of, like, just a regular hot mom. Aunt May. Yeah, Aunt May. I um, love and Marissa so,
1: Tomei. I love but her. But, yeah,
2: but it's just, like, she's, like, the, the regular – you need the younger, like, the woman, like, to kind of play the fact that Mrs. Robinson had this kid way too young. You yeah. Need somebody. And so, yeah, Angelina Jolie. Uh, Elaine, I went with Willa Holland, who is – um, she was on the OC. She's Thea on um, Arrow. Oh, cool. Um. And then Sh- I have met her. She's super nice. Yeah, she seems super cool. And also, like, with her like sort of melodramatic background with like the OC and like Aaron and the stuff she's done, I think she can pull off the sort of ridiculous yeah. emoting that yeah. this movie kind of has. <laughs> uh, Mr. Robinson, I went with Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> um, I like that. Uh, Mr. Braddock, I went with Rob Lowe. Um, for the Buck Henry role, the clerk at the, um, at the hotel, I went with Andy Daly. Um, from like review, yeah, he's like a yeah, UCB yeah. guy. Um, and then Mr. McGuire, who was the uh, the Norman Fell, Mr. Roper character, I um, went with Nick Offerman. I like it.
3: Okay.
2: And that's all I have. Amy.
3: Okay. Um, for director, I have Steve McQueen. Who did Shame. Okay. I, I like it. Safe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. See where I'm going with this? So I no. love, I loved, I loved, <laughs> I loved his clap
1: the- um, at the Oscars. <laughs> When the screenwriter did you even watch that, when the the writer for 12 Years of Slave won, he okay. did this clap that, like, his hands were not touching. Uh-huh. Like, oh, they never clapped, God. and I was so confused until I found out that they did not get along at all, because while oh, he wanted to okay. direct the movie, yeah. apparently he also wanted to help do some rewrites. And the writer's like, you know what, I'm good. <gasps> and so he was oh, pissed, damn. because the guy wanted the credit for yeah. writing it himself. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess the director Steve McQueen is pretty pissed about Jeez. that. So that's why, because I was like, why would
3: he clap without touching? Yeah.
0: his hand. It was so weird to
1: it
3: see
0: on national television. Weird. Like, I'll show you half love. You don't get <laughs> yeah. full clap. Yeah.
3: Okay, so for Mr. Robinson, I have Hugh Laurie. For Mrs. Robinson, I, like I have Rachel Weisz.
1: Ooh, I like it mm-hmm. for many reasons.
3: She's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, for Elaine, I have Amelia Clark. You know for Game Thanks. of Thrones. <laughs> exactly. And for Benjamin, I have Daniel Radcliffe. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So an all British.
2: I would have gone a Neville Longbottom myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. <wow.
3: laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? If you if you yep. saw the
1: cast of Terminator Genesis, none of them are American.
4: <laughs> oh, well. They're
1: all. Yeah, that's awesome. So okay, yeah, cool. it can happen, yeah. and it does. All right. So for mine, I have it was interesting. I almost wanted to cast everybody based on this one movie. That's one of my favorite movies, but I only did half of the cast of it in it. Okay. So I have as the director is actually two people, Nat Faxon and Jim Rash. Oh yeah. Who together directed oh, the Way Way Back, mm-hmm. which is yeah. one of my favorite movies ever. That it's was amazing. A really good movie. So good. It's one of ours. Um. Yeah, I know Fox Searchlight. Yeah. It's amazing. It's yeah. A, it's so good. So, yeah, so like half of them are kind yeah. of based on that. For Mrs. Robinson, I have Jennifer Aniston, based on her horrible boss's oh, seductress. Yeah. Or
2: based on the fact that she was in the movie Rumor Has It. This is true. <laughs> true,
1: that's a good point. Very interesting. Um, interesting. Yeah. For Ben, I have Liam James, who is the kid from The Way Way Back. Okay. So, and he's 18 now, so he can do some of those scenes that you're not. Legally allowed to do right. until you're 18. Like okay. McLovin, mm-hmm. he couldn't.
3: Oh, yeah. It, it, the whole
1: thing, like, if he's simulating sex, he was 17 when he did super bad. And yeah. because you can't simulate sex stuff mm-hmm. until you're 18 legally, that's why he's just basically mo- not moving when he's on top of that redhead. So I'm like, well, Liam James <laughs> is 18 now, so he can touch a boob.
0: Wait, you have to move during sex? That's not how I've been doing it. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's.
1: That's interesting. I I'm, I'm i don't know how I feel about that. For
4: you.
1: <laughs> I feel happy for you, sad for everyone you've ever been with. Um, <laughs> Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Wow. Oh, hey-oh. I like that. Uh, for Elaine, I have Amelia Clark. So I think that's... Golly, <laughs> six! Um, for Mrs. Braddock, um, or Mr. Braddock, I have John Stamos. I think that'd be pretty fun, to Uncle see. Jesse. Interesting. Jesse. Yeah. For Mister Robinson, I have Rob Cordry
0: because I think he
1: would—he kind of be, you know, because he's buddy, buddy Mister Robinson's buddy, buddy with Ben in that first scene. He's like, "Have a drink. You don't want to drink? Have a drink."
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: know what? They never gave him his fucking drink. No, scotch or bourbon or was it? Yeah, scotch or bourbon, right? It's like uh, yeah. bourbon. He just pours him scotch every time.
3: Yeah, didn't do um, him.
0: For
1: Missus Braddock, I have Allison Janney. Okay. Because yeah, I thought that'd be kinda okay. interesting. Um and since you did a clerk based on UCB, I just added one. I my clerk's Rob Hubel. Nice. So I think, that, oh, <laughs> yeah. so I think that'd be fun. I, I love that, that that exchange. I think that yeah, that's it was so smart funny. where where so it's just funny. very confused. Yeah. But it's like, uh do you want a room? <laughs> I thought that was pretty great. Oops. All right. So yeah, so my final question before we go to plugs is do we think this film? Two questions. It's a two-parter. Do we feel, feel that this film s- still deserves the title of one of the best films ever? And if it was released today, do you think it would be as well received in today's world? Those are the two questions, Chris.
0: Um, yes, still a great movie, still a great watch. Um, you enjoy watching it throughout the entire movie. There's mm-hmm. no like real like low points, even though it's there's a. Not a lot, like, there's, like, no action or anything, so I don't expect, like, that kind of thrill, but it's a, it's an amazing movie to watch. Um, and if it came out today, it would have to be an independent film. Mm. Um, but as is, do you think that it would be as well-received in today's day and age? No. Um... Which is a bummer, <laughs> because I, I think people are looking for that quick pace, mm-hmm. show me something bright every mm-hmm. so minute so I'm still invested in it, mm-hmm. as opposed to check out this fucking story, yeah. stay through the end, you'll fucking feel better about it, you know?
2: Yeah, I agree. Trevor? Um, well, kind of going off Chris is saying, like, yeah, I agree, but also, like, I think at the time, like, the sort of existential crisis that Ben goes in wasn't as common, like, it seems like that was, like, a huge thing at the time. Like, teen yeah. angst. It's like, that's the, the start of it. Like, because you have, like, like, you said Catcher in the ride, then you have something like this, and then, like, Rebel Without a Cause, and, like, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, and I think now it's just so expected. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's basically, it is being released today. And it's called the sh- TV show Girls. Almost. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I don't, I don't know if the impact of, like, Ben's, like, character would have the same sort of impact. I think it's more of a common thing. And so it kind of, it, I think it would feel a little like self interested or something, like sort mm-hmm. of like masturbatory. Like, I guess, mm-hmm. like it's just like, okay, like if I can go get a job or something, like yeah. or you're also like, you're 21. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Like, I was surprised he graduated, like, he's already graduated and he was 20 going on 21. I'm like, how the hell does that work out? <laughs> <laughs> Did he go to a community college or something? But, um, but yeah, it just, I don't th- think. It would hold the same way. I mean, yeah, like definitely like aesthetically, like the longer shots, the deliberate pacing, like how slow it is. But I just think like what it's speaking to doesn't resonate as much yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's yeah. kind I of agree. It's saturated. Um, but still, it's an amazing film. It definitely yeah. deserves whatever place it has in history because it's an amazing film. Like I watch, like basically watched it for the first time for this. Like I've seen oh, it wow. bits and okay. pieces, but I mean, I haven't seen it as an adult. So mm-hmm. I haven't ever sat down and watched it to like kind of dissect it. And it's like- Mike Nichols is did a fantastic job, um, and so yeah, I think it definitely still holds up. Amy,
3: I think it holds up to a point. It's, but if it were to be released today, I don't think it would be as impactful. Mm-hmm. It's not new content. Right. It's you know, oh, okay, so he's having an affair with a much older woman. Who cares? Like who cares? So. Um, but as far as the movie itself, I, I just really enjoyed watching it again and, you know, it's hilarious. It's really clever and it's really funny, but yeah, it doesn't really, you know, stand the test. I mean, it stands alone on its own, but if if it were to come out again today as a new film, a new idea, it's definitely not
2: new yeah. it'd be like a dupless brothers film almost yeah like very really stripped
1: down dan who lives at home
2: or whatever it's called uh <laughs> jeff jeff yeah. yeah um yeah it's definitely like it's so much slower and those don't really have too much of a following they right. have very passionate smaller oh, fans gosh, yes
3: I but know. yeah
2: those guys <laughs> yeah i don't think people really go for such slow paced no. yeah. things <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i f- i do
1: agree that for it being in the AFI's top 100, Mm -hmm. I definitely believe that that's where it was, it's supposed to be, and hopefully it stays there for a long, long time, if not forever.
3: Number seven Um, of the century?
1: Something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. But I just, I don't think it would do well if it was released today. And I do kind of feel that, Basing a movie just on his character nowadays wouldn't work well. I mean, it worked well with this type of character in The Good Girl, but, that, but the story was Jennifer Aniston's and Jake Gyllenhaal, who's kind of this kind of not yeah. really sure what's going on with him. Yeah. He was a side character to mm-hmm. the actual story. I almost think it's a little too simplistic in that sense for today's audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And even like – I keep bringing up Jennifer Aniston, but like even her last last year's movie, Cake, one of the Mm -hmm. big problems people had with that was even though she did very well in it, there wasn't much to it. Right. It was like, oh, she has pain. Just her
3: story and that was about it. it.
1: But she barely had a story in the whole movie and I feel that we're just not at a point where that really can sustain a whole film for today's audience.
3: I agree. So Totally agree.
0: Awesome. Well, we did it, you guys. Let's do
1: some hey, plugs
3: yeah. here. Hey.
0: What? Okay. Um, Saturday, the 25th, coming up, uh, I have a show at 7 at iOS on Hollywood Boulevard, Looking uh, located at the DCT, the Del Close Theater. Um, starting the 25th and through every Saturday at 7 uh, all the way until the middle of October. So you guys have oh, plenty wow, nice. of time to come check me out. Nice. Um, I'll make so you guys, guys laugh.
2: yep, solid. Nice.
0: Um, and also go check out our improv mind, Noah, Trevor, our improv group, Vaguely Nefarious. Uh, check out our Facebook page. And we have uh, a gig on August, August 4th. 4th. Okay. Uh, performing 9 at 9, performing the in- Los Angeles Improv Comedy Festival. Um, uh, is that an IO, I-
2: though? Yes. TCT. Mm-hmm. It's the LA Comedy Improv Festival. And we are playing at the Del Close Theater at IO West in Los Angeles. August 4th at 9 p.m. It's a cage match style match. So oh. if you come, you get to vote for us or spitefully vote for the other team. Yes. Awesome.
0: And if you enjoy these, man, come hang out with us. And uh, yeah. Trevor will buy you a drink. Yes, yeah, he will. He'll hey, buy you too.
3: Trevor.
2: Buy you a drink at the bar. Any <laughs> Anything else awesome. you want to plug, Trev? Um, listen to my podcast on Ozzy Gob, uh, the Trevor Breeze comic book podcast. Um, we are now officially named that, um, after Mm -hmm. a couple of misfires. Um, it's going really well. We got, um, some great stuff coming up. I don't know when this is going to be released. I don't know.
1: This will be, um... Whatever next Monday is. Okay,
2: so um, yeah, so the one that just came out, we talked about uh, Con, and we del- delve into Ant Man, uh, more of a fanboy perspective on it. I was on it, guys. Yeah, Chris is on it, and then wow, Chris will be joining so us for the week cool. after, in which me and him um, have lengthy discussions about The Walking Dead, oh, but the cool. comic book, the the show, the books, the new spin-off series, everything we talk we about. We are The Walking Dead. Or the Walking Dead. Carl. <laughs> Carl. Um, So, yeah, that's it. Um, Follow me on Twitter, Reese, at Reese Trevor. Um, Yeah, that's it. All right, cool. Amy?
3: Very cool. Um, I have uh, just, you know, busy summer stuff, you know, movies coming out here and there, but also I'm going to be doing some exciting stuff um, coming up is the Sunset Strip Music Festival. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm going to be doing the PR for that, and it's going to kind of take – uh, several of my weekends, but it's okay. It's all good. Um, also, I was a guest on a podcast called Shooting from the Lip, and I plugged you guys so beautifully. Ow! Right? Yes. I went into great details, intimate details about oh, all
1: Chris, of you. Oh, Chris, you're in trouble. <laughs> <Bye>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, I have the link. I'll st- I sent you the yes. link, so... It's really fun. It was really fun to do. And um, you can hit me up on Twitter, the Amy J, and on Instagram. Um, it's just at the Amy Cordova. Very that cool. is all I've got going on. Awesome.
1: Well, as for all of the Ozzy Cobb and all of my stuff, it's in the description. But I was also uh, recently on one of my friend's podcasts called Too Many People. Episode number seven. What's it about? Where, uh, well, this topic, he wanted to know, um, like, my perspective on films Mm -hmm. and kind of how I see them versus critics and things like that. Interesting. So so it was fun. It was fun. It just was released. It's on Mixcloud, which I'd never heard of before. So that's kind of interesting. Mixcloud. Um, But yeah, so I'm. I think people should check that out.
3: Yeah, definitely.
1: And I'll put the link for that in the description as well. But otherwise, we will see all of you, or you will listen to us more aptly, um, next week where we talk about Lawrence of Arabia.
4: Yay!
2: This has been an Ozzy Cobb Media Production. Executive Producers Noah Kinsey and Brian Nicholas. For more information, visit ozzycobb.com.